You're not getting Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you already know who this is, man. This is the big bad kaiju of STP. This is O'Shea Edwards. And this ain't the one count. This ain't the two count. No, no, no. My man, you listening to the three count podcast. Hit him with a, hit him with a three count. Pin him to the ground and the crowd go wild, man. Now know where y'all like. Hit him with a three count. On the top row crowd already know how I fly to the flow line. Hit him with a three count. And your boy real Oh, snap. We definitely forgot to put this screen off. So we're going to surprise people. Yo, what is going on? It is me. That's right. The Air Force veteran intel specialist. The one you call on when you need to get the job done. The champion of chit chat and the Donnie Wahlberg of the three count podcast. Yo, just I don't know why someone told me I look like Donnie Wahlberg. And I've been running with that joke for like way too long now. But this is the three count podcast, you know, the base show. It is what we do out here, but you can only see that it is me here hosting the show today because, you know, family stuff. Things just happen. All right. So big shout outs to Chaz. Big shout outs to Anthony. Keep doing you guys' fatherly duties. I appreciate you guys so much. So we had to go out and get a guest. My man is one of the biggest influencers on TikTok. He is also a pro wrestling fan. He is the return of the Mac, the one, the only, the biracial Rick. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that introduction, my boy. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yo. Oh, yeah. We're about to have some fun. Hell, yeah, man. So, one, man, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Just, like I said, being a father, working, uh, trying to do content on TikTok, getting ready for WrestleMania weekend, just enjoying life, man. Yeah, you know, like, I'm super hyped because WrestleMania week always bring us, like, all these cool-ass, like, little indie shows that are going on, not to mention that. Oh, yeah. Obviously, AEW will be pulling all the stops. Impact, obviously, is going to have, like, their big things. We have the Supercard show coming with Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah, just so much wrestling that's going to be happening this week. The power rankings that you guys know will not even be a top 10. It will be a top 20 because we did it last year. We did it the year before. We're going to do it again. So, you know, it's going to be massive, man. But oh, yo, yeah, so let's talk about these intros and announcements because that's something that Chaz always has me doing because you know it's 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 Chaz. Chaz does it all the time. But if you guys can look down below on the screen, you see it right there for Twitter, for IG, for TikTok at Three Count Pod. Follow us there. You guys know what to do. You guys find us on Facebook. You guys can find us on YouTube on two different streams, whether it's on a podcast stream which you're watching right now, or just on our regular channel, the Three Count Podcast. Find us there. Also, don't forget, we got merch. You guys can go on ProWrestlingTees.com for us at 3CountPod. Not to mention that on uh, here soon, actually. I'm not quite sure when Chaz wants to launch that. But on WhatAManeuver.net, the 3Count Podcast will also make its debut there. So you guys can buy your merch either on that site or this one. Either way, we want you guys to come out and support us. Uh, we do have our Patreon page that's still being in the works. It will be getting launched off. So we're super hyped for that as well. And then last but not least, we got to talk about the stuff that's going on in Studio B. Because in Studio B, we have a couple of awesome-ass interviews that are going to debut. You guys already know about now entering the ring. So let's talk about who's now entering the ring. One of our favorite people. Um, it was one of, my, one of my favorite interviews that I think I've done uh, this year so far. No disrespect to everybody else. But Willow Nightingale is going to be coming on the show. We have her when we're doing our interview with her. And then also... The submission sniper herself, Jordan Blade, will be joining. So you guys have seen them on AEW Dark. They have also been on AEW. They are amazing talents. And, uh, yeah, recently I actually got to go check them both out. So uh, whether they're at uh, Invictus or that 1CW, by the way, both shout-outs to uh, those guys. It was thank you guys for having me out. I definitely appreciated uh, coming through and just chatting it up. So we also got a, a surprise. And I didn't tell the guys this. I was kind of hoping that they'd be on the show, but um, if you guys didn't know, uh, you guys can now play as people from the Three Count Podcast right on WWE 2K22. There you go. Oh, it's snap. me right oh, there. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> that got me off guard. <laughs> you guys can also play as Chaz. Uh, he's also 
uh, on the board as well. Not to mention, I know this one's going to get a lot of um, a lot of different reactions. You guys know uh, he's in the game to El Diabito. That's right. Lou, the franchise himself, is in the game. You guys see him right there. And then last but not least, the Dark Lord himself, uh, Damon Fatal, is in the game. So you guys can now run with us in 2K22. It's going to be a lot of fun to see you guys. Uh, you guys, put your matchups together. Put us with whoever, okay? Whether you want a guy who can't see me or maybe the, the master of the 619 or you just want to see us beat up, I don't know, X-Pac. I don't really care. Just let oh, us know oh, yeah. and then oh, give us the hashtag. Man. Give us the hashtag, hashtag three count podcast, and uh, let us know who you wanted us to be matched up with because we definitely want to see your guys' matches. Uh, but let's get into some of these topics, right? Uh, so we do have a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. But we are going to start off with our first topic. Normally, we would start off with Match of the Week, but I feel since you know Chaz isn't here, I'm going to rearrange the order. So let's talk about one, the only, the one guy that every person wants to talk about because his amateur career is over with. Gable Stevenson has ended his career. Also, crazy enough, I have to make an adjustment really quick because uh, we have a run-in. For some reason, someone decided to join in late. Uh, let's get him moved in. It is El Diabito himself, Luda Franchise. <laughs> it is your favorite wrestler, Noah Samoan. Decided that my wife could take care of the kids for a little bit while I lay in bed and do this damn thing. <laughs> but well, it's weird that you're like also on your uh, selfie stick. That's that's super strange. Anyway, aside from that, yo, so let's talk about uh, Gabe Stevenson, right? So he's finished up his amateur career. He was uh, big on the Olympic scene and obviously winning a gold medal and then coming back, winning his second NCAA heavyweight championship. Everybody knew he was heading to WWE. So the question is, what is the ceiling for Gabe Stevenson? So we'll start with biracial. We'll head to the diabetic one, and then I'll wrap it up. Well, I mean – I feel like the standard a little too high. Like, I'm not saying they're trying to hype him, but I feel like this his name and what he's doing, they're going to try to hype him up for like another Brock Lesnar situation, like when he came out of Occlusion Wrestling. So I feel like if they try to overhype him too much, that's just going to bring him down even more. So I feel like they just need to treat him as like just a mid-carder, let him grow, not just put him at the top at that thing, because that's what's going to bring him down more than anything. They sit there and just over-pursue him right off the get-go. That's how I, that's how I feel about him. Lose on you. All right. So, me getting to watch Gable Steeson live this last Big Ten Championships here in Lincoln, I can tell you the dude is fast, smooth, flexible, agile. That ceiling that, and he's young. That mm-hmm. ceiling is so high. It's not even funny. I think that, uh, Biracial Rick is right. You need to, you need to, push him as a mid-quarter right now and let him grow. But I think that he's going to grow fast. Yeah. Have you seen him do his moonsault or his uh, backflip? The yep. dude is athletic as fuck. Yeah, but my, my problem is is I feel like the, the ceiling is going to be set up way too high that he's just he's going to flounder. Because the number one thing is that WWE is not going to really know, like, what to do with him. Like, they have another dude who's a former Olympian on their roster, and they just – they don't know what to do with him. Like, sure, he's gaining tra- traction now with Alpha Academy, but for the longest time, like, Gabe, Gabe – like, Chad Gable was just struggling. Like, he was just kind of swimming all over the place, and they were trying to figure out what to do with him. They shortened him down, you know, Shorty G. They brought him back up. They gave him Alpha Academy. There was He was in a – was it team alpha then he was in team beta and then he became like you know i mean just like there's so much things that they were trying to like accomplish but they couldn't get anything going and unfortunately i feel like if you because they already have their dude who's their next like quote-unquote brock lesnar right and i say Mm -hmm. in harlan because he's on nxt 2.0 he's coming up they made him shave his head because they're like hey you do look like brock so we need you to like get a different look so they're already trying to make trying to pull him away from like the Brock Lesnar type, but he's like, that kid is like very, very jacked. And I think 
when it comes to Gable Stevenson, the the problem I have is that when you have these guys who are Olympians, whether it's Kurt Angle, Mark Henry, Ronda Rousey, <laughs> Chad Gable, they've all floundered right off the jump or like midway through and just it took them a long time to get their feet back. And I'm kind of worried that's what's going to happen with he's going to start off hot. We're all going to be all behind him. We're all going to be like, yeah, oh, yeah, America, Olympic medal, gold medalist. That's why I've always been cheering him. And then he's going to founder. We'll be like, he sucks. He's not good for the. We brought him up too quickly. Send him back to NXT. And then, and then we're going to be like, then I think probably by like the 10th year, we're all going to be like, he's so cool. But I feel like we're going to ride this like ridiculous roller coaster for a little bit with him. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to put any downer on him. I just think that that's just, that's just what's going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I, that's what that's what I'm hoping for. Like, I just don't want them to overhype him because, like, like your friend said, he's athletic. He's he's spon- He's got that charisma. He's good. But I just I don't want them to over push this man to the point where he gets boring within the first few years, and then he just goes down a mid card and then he ends up getting released in the future. I I do not want it to happen to him because I feel like he could be a star. They just got to use him right. That's that's the big issue is using him right. And if what and the funny thing is is that we're all we're all gonna like him at first, right? We it's yeah. it's gonna yo, I'm gonna tell you the pattern is gonna happen. We're all gonna like him at first. And then somewhere between like the ten month range or maybe maybe a little sooner, right? We're all just gonna hate him, right? And then he's gonna change his gimmick. And then we're all gonna get behind him. Cause it's mm-hmm. the WWE formula and it's just how it works, right? If you're a Kurt Angle, you're an Olympic medalist, and then you're talking about being an Olympian, and the crowd cheer, boos you, and then you become a heel, and then people tell you that you suck, but then they start cheering you because they say you suck, or you're Mark Henry, and you come out, you're like this big, like, I'm the strongest man, and then, like, you you get booed, then you put you in the nation domination, and then the rock in you kind of take off, and then, you know, you get birth to you help give birth to a hand, and then people start cheering you because you're sexual chocolate. Or maybe it's just I just see the rotations like happening, and I'm like, damn, this is gonna be insane to to see happen. You got you got to unmute yourself, bro. There you go. I would <laughs> love to see sexual chocolate 2.0 though. No, oh, man. no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, Gable season, dude, dude. Yo, you know what's gonna no. be. They and I, I just want so I want him to come out and just be him and have fun. And then like obviously like he's gonna turn heel. We're all gonna like boo him. Like at some point, he's gonna turn heel. We're gonna like talk about how much we hate him. And then he's gonna make one move and we're all gonna cheer him and we're gonna be like ecstatic about him. Cause whether it's the rock or the shield, I feel like that's the kind of pedestal I'd like to see him like kind of on that same projection. And I think he's gonna have a long career, but he's gonna be and he's gonna be awesome. I'm just curious to see like I, I just I see the phases and I think WWE just has to remember to play the long game and not play like what do you do for me today versus what are you gonna do for me? Basically 10 years basically now? not trying to make him like a hold like another John Cena or just basically yeah. shoving him down our throats the whole time. Right. Well Roman Roman's the same way. Hey, like, hey, come on now. That, that, that's, no, that's no, 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 no. Team now. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real though. Well Roman Reigns when he broke off from the shield, like mm-hmm. they were just Four pay, four main events in a row, man. They were like, he's our main eventer. And then what did we do? We rejected the shit out of him. My man left for like eight months, came back as the tribal chief, and we booed him at first. And then we just find ourselves like, we acknowledge him. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's hard to boo someone when they're on top of their game. I, I don't care if you're a heel. Good guy. I, I just I don't care. It is hard to boo someone that's on top of their game like that. It's true. All right, so final thoughts. What we got? So all kind of in agreement. like, you know, he's got a mid-card. Mid-card, motherfuckers. You're a mid-card. And not even that. I feel like if they were doing it right, they need to make him a heel at first. They got to have him come in, like, with a cocky attitude and just that he needs to be a heel. Let that man be a heel first. Let him build as one of the most hated heels. Let him build off that. That's what they need to do at first. I need him. I need him as a face. I need him as a face first. And I say this because if you have him as a face, the people – and here's what you do. 
you legit just follow like follow Kurt Angle's model. You haven't come in as a face, right? You're like, I'm the hometown boy, like I'm the American hero, blah 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 blah. And then like if the crowd starts booing, legit let him get out of the ring, grab a mic, and be like, you don't boo me. I'm an Olymp an Olympic gold medalist, and just go from there. And I'm sure the crowd like turns like super hard, and then you can make that that swerve into a heel. But yeah, you need them to be a baby face first so that the crowd can kind of support him and then just turn on him 100%. No, he just needs to straight up walk into the main event and low blow the face and be a heel. Low blow the face and be a heel. Okay. Right, right, right off the get-go, just straight. Right just off straight the fucking get-go. <laughs> like, like, almost, almost, almost Sean Spears it, dude, and just smack the fuck out of somebody with a chair and make him bleed. Yo. First, that was an accident first. <laughs> first off, it still worked, though. It, I mean, sure. The chairman, because, you know. Yeah, you know what? We're just going to move on. And so we're going to get into match of the week. <laughs> so uh, match of the week. Here's how it works, Rick. We're going to uh, we're just going to talk about uh, our match of the week, like our favorites. Um, I have the Red Dogs high ranking, so I'll give my honorable mention. But for everybody else, what was your guys' match of the week? You know, you, who, who go, who's going first? Uh, go ahead, go ahead because I don't have one. Uh, I'm going. I'm going the uh, eight man Texas Tornado tag match on AEW. Easily, that was easily entertaining. I I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a fun match to see like all the chaos <laughs> through the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, I'm gonna put my uh. I always give my honorable mention. Whenever we do match of the week, because I do have the Red Dogs power rankings, but uh, let's talk about uh, Gunther versus Duke Hudson on NXT 2.0, or you know, Wal- formerly known as Walter, but Gunther versus uh, Duke Hudson NXT 2.0. That was my uh, my honorable mention for match of the week. Uh, I, it's just Walter's chops, man. <laughs> just oh, one man. for the <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! To be to be in like NXT studio when you hear that man chop somebody like breathtaking, figuratively and mm-hmm. literally. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard the story, but uh, they were talking. Uh, so it was Russell Talk was talking to Walter, and they were asking him um, if we lost like an event, could we have one of the punishments? Is that you chop us? And uh, the guy told him that his his trainer was like, uh, I'm just going to let you know that if Walter was to chop you and you weren't ready, he will stop your heart. I was like, that is, uh, that's intense. <laughs> it's an intense way to uh, get, get, get killed. Uh, we're going to move on to our second topic. Uh, obviously, we are kind of cooking through this, but let's talk about our second topic, which I think is going to be one that we're going to be kind of, I don't know, maybe divided on. So let's talk about it. So Finn Balor wins the U.S. championship, uh, and in his first match, he loses immediately to uh, to uh, Damian Priest. And then you have Ricochet, who wins the Intercontinental Championship from Sami Zayn, also goes back and defends it. But then in his first real feud, he loses to Angel Garza and then loses again in the same night to Umberto Rio. Uh, yeah, so to me, it's just it feels like if you're gonna put the the title on somebody, you should make them be a bigger thing, especially if it's an intercontinental title, because that's obviously your workhorse title and it's been a prestigious title at that. But it kind of already shoots yourself in the foot because you really have nowhere to really be when you have somebody lose clean and then you turn around and just let them lose their next following match. So is it a waste already to have uh Ricochet and Finn Balor losing their first matchups. Mm, I wouldn't say Finn Balor for the most part because of the fact I feel like they're going to build that for him to be the demon at WrestleMania. Like I feel, I feel like that that's just that's that's just a given. But Ricochet, I don't know. Then Continental Title, I feel like it's just been like you said the workhorse title. It's been more. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but it's been a joke more than anything within the past year, and then that's just how I feel about it. Now they're having him lose. Like you said, twice in one night. I feel like now they're just trying to find a desperate situation to make the Intercontinental Championship match for WrestleMania. So like, I, don't, I don't know. I just feel like more of anything is more of a joke than anything to me when it comes to that title. But the Finn Balor situation, I can understand that. Like them trying to build for the Demon 
Balor at WrestleMania. Go ahead, Lou. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with him. And if Demon Balor doesn't come out, I'm going to be really, really angry. Um, I think it's almost a waste of even airtime and showtime by having them lose in the same night like that. That's absurd considering that a how talented both those men are. And I don't know. I, I, I think it's just bad booking in, in my opinion. Yeah, I think having him lose, uh, having Finn Balor lose to Finn ba- to Damian Priest to help set up this whole, like, because I know like they're trying to do like that Doctor Hyde, Mister Jekyll kind of thing with Damian. So to have Damian come out instead of like Priest, and then you want to have like the Demon versus instead of Finn Balor, it's it's too much like uh, Sister Abigail versus the Demon, right? When they were trying to set that whole thing up before. Uh, Finn got, or it wasn't Finn, uh, Bray got sick and couldn't uh, perform. It's just weird, like that dynamic that they're trying to set up right now, and I'm just not with it. I think it's, um, I think it's, it's very lazy booking that you're going to be like, well, Finn Balor can't beat the, can't beat the Dame, uh, can't beat Damien, but the Demon can. But like, mm, you know, just not, just not with it. It's just not my thing. So I just, I'm not really too with that. Uh, just personally, and then the whole thing with Ricochet, like Ricochet beats Sammy, and then you know because of like obviously Sammy Zayn getting or not Sammy, but uh, Giant Oscar getting involved. So it's like almost you're telling like Ricochet couldn't have won the Intercontinental Title without Giant Knoxville's interference twice, and now he's like not able to beat Umberto or Angel in a one-on-one. And it's like, so you're, he's, and realistically, like, he did win the title, right? So technically he is one and two currently. But if you really think about it, the man is like 0 and 4 because you kept, because you kept Sami Zayn strong versus Ricochet in the roll-up to build that match towards, uh, towards WrestleMania, your Intercontinental Championship just kind of gets devalued just a little bit because of what happened. And the, 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 the other part is, like, Shinsuke Nakamura didn't really defend that title that much, so that belt fell and they valued, and then you put it on Sammy. Sammy loses it because of Giant Osvo, so that kind of brings it down. And then you have him lose twice in one night. Like, the belt in itself, like, that title is, like, is, is, listen, at one time, the Miz even said it himself, like, he was the one holding the only title while, you know, Brock was out doing his own thing, and the prestige level that the Miz had the Intercontinental title at was unmatchable and now you're mm-hmm. like instead of it being where it's supposed to be like just right underneath like the WWE heavyweight as well as universal it's more kind of right here like eight i don't want to say it like this but it's kind of like the 24 7 title right now mm. yeah yeah I can, I can see that uh but uh yeah so you know in the, in the way to i think like help like rebuild this booking right is Right now, the one thing you have to do is obviously they did with De- with with Finn, where Finn was like in a tag match and he got the win. So can I get some momentum rolling back up? You're gonna have to do the same thing with Ricochet. Ricochet's gonna be in the same boat where you can put him in a tag match. He's gonna find out one person. They're gonna beat Angel in and uh, and Alberto, and then at WrestleMania, it's gonna be obviously like a triple threat match. And then Alberto and, and Angel are gonna be battling. They're gonna obviously like collide because they're gonna wanna. Each one of them is going to want to win the Intercontinental title, but then obviously Ricochet is going to come through and win it. So uh, oh, it's it's predictable, it but you're going to have to build that story pretty strong. Is it on the main show or is it on that Friday night SmackDown? Uh, that's even worse. That's even yeah. worse that the Intercontinental title cannot be featured on WrestleMania. I don't like that at all. I just don't like it. Bad booking. But yet you're gonna find a spot for uh, Johnny Knoxville and Bad Bunny <laughs> and Jake Logan or Logan Paul. Logan Paul, like yeah, all those guys are all gonna Jake be there. Logan. Cool, yeah. You know, Jake Logan, Logan Paul. Sorry, Jake. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> Jake. I love you. I love you, Jake. 
but yeah, so not gonna sleep on that match between Johnny and Sam. I know, I know that 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 match is gonna be more like a entertainment wise, but I'm not gonna sleep on that match because I am interested in seeing what WWE is gonna let Johnny Knoxville do during that match too. So I'm kind of what they're gonna try to do during that. You not even just do, but go through like yeah. him being a jackass mo- member. Like, how much pain are they gonna really let him go through? Well, I mean, it's a street fight and WrestleMania, so you know that, one, all the jackass guys are going to get involved in the match. Oh, yeah. 100%. I can't wait. I can't wait to see Steve-O. Like, I'm going to be 100%. I can't wait to see Steve-O take a a haluva kick in a corner. Like, I like Steve-O, but just to see Steve-O just get crushed by a kick is going to be so funny. (laughs) Chris Dunn's coming back. I'll stop the ring. Oh, I, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, you know what? Uh, and yeah, I need a, I need like Apollo, Cruz, and Commander Aziz to get involved. And I just want to see Commander Aziz like give Chris Pontnews like the the nail, <laughs> and just throw it back to when uh, Umaga <laughs> just oh. destroyed them. <laughs> I just want that throwback. <laughs> All right, we know that we know we know the the get the, this is where the uh, the get the, the jig is up and Chris Dunn is coming back. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. No, no. <laughs> I was like, and it's not even Chris; it's Ryan, you idiot. Ryan, Ryan Dunn, <laughs> fucking Ryan Dunn. I was trying to think. It's, we always we always be, we, we, they, we always know him as as Dunn. Yeah. If you gotta know the right one though. All right, yeah. so we're gonna get to our other favorite segment of the show. Everybody knows it. Heat check. So how's heat check work? Well, one, it's pure speculation. It's because it's us. But more importantly, we're gonna talk about one of our hottest wrestlers of the week and coldest wrestlers of the week. And uh yeah, so you can pick out your hot one, you pick out your cold one, and we're gonna talk, you know, we'll talk about them if, if you guys want to. So Rick. The floor is yours. Let us know who's your one hot and your cold wrestler of the week. Well, I have to go hot wrestler. I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to go Roman Reigns. I mean, you you got to. The the man is on top of his game. No matter. He's been for weeks now. Months, actually. Yeah, I got to go with him. I like the storyline they're doing with him and uh, Lesnar right now. But cold just because I feel like they're treating him unfairly, which I know they're what they're building for. Like, I get it. Like, they're getting this man his moment. I just don't like how they're doing it because it's making it boring. I feel like he deserves better. But I'm going to go Seth Rollins. I'm going to say go for him for Colt because I feel like he, he's, he's, it's boring what he's doing this past week. But everyone knows what they're building for, so that's why I'm not trying to stress. I know what's about to happen. <laughs> All right. All right, Lou, it's you. All right, so – I have not watched much wrestling over this last week just because of the, the stuff that I've been going through with my son, uh, but I've been slowly keeping up with it. I don't have a cold wrestler, but my hottest wrestler right now is Jeff Hardy and everything he's doing right now for AEW. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Okay. That's that's fair. Uh, so I think for me, uh, I think uh, hottest wrestler of the week uh, – he didn't even have a match, man. So it's my tribal chief, your tribal chief, the man that sits at the head of the table, your defending reigning champion, Roman Reigns, is going to be my hot. And then my coldest wrestler of the week. We got to keep this joke running because he still hasn't answered us yet. Sean Spears. That's it. Oh. <laughs> Answer us, Sean. Yeah. At some point, like he's gonna pop on the show. I know it's gonna happen, and we're all gonna be like, "Hey, man!" So, uh, yeah, you're not our coldest wrestler of the week this week, but uh, oh, no, definitely, he is still gonna be the coldest wrestler of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Down. Like, what did I do? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What have you done? Oh man, man. <laughs> but it's been like a running joke now for like the last six weeks now. So we just keep it going. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, all right. So let's get into this, right? We're getting into our last topic. Um, you know, it is, it is, it is, uh, 
Okay, so it's going to be kind of hard for me to talk about this one because I'm a huge fan and it's very sad to see. But Triple H formally announced his retirement uh, this past week. Pretty much like the biggest news that hit. Um, it's tough because like whether you loved him or hate him, right, and I'll, either end of the spectrum, like you just got to pay respects to what the man did, right? Whether it was on camera, off camera, like – building a brand, you know, so, uh, yeah, it's really kind of tough. So I want to go around and just kind of talk about like our favorite memories of triple H in the ring. Um, and we can, yeah, go from there. So we'll let our guests go first and then Lou, you can take it and then I'll finish it up. All right. Ladies first. Chief, oh, chief fans first. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I mean, um, listen, listen. So we'll we'll put his business out there. We feel bad for you because Tyreek is gone. Just like the cheetah, we was just like this. <laughs> I, I can't, I, I can't support an unloyal player. I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> the death, the death of the threat ball, Patrick Mahomes is finally gone. Um, tell you right now, Pat is going to prove to the NFL that he does not need Tyreek this year. He's going to prove that. Dad, every defense is going to prove that they can't get burned anymore. Oh. <laughs> we're all gonna we're all gonna watch as the cheetah goes like this in Miami and Listen. and Kelsey's Listen. like, where's the deep threat? <laughs> Listen, he lost his deep threat and he might as well lose the ketchup for his steaks too. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh triple H. Oh, did we forget to mention that we're Bronco fans too? I think we did, Anthony. We definitely oh, did not. Crazy. That's gonna be crazy. And at the bottom of the uh, the division, that's crazy. Oh man, <laughs> it's just. Anyway, we got Russ. We ain't worried about him no more. <laughs> oh man. Oh, no, we, we need a good quarterback. That's it. We all right. Picked <laughs> up by the Broncos. That was that was a good move. I like that. Because at the end of the day, I've always liked Russell Wilson. He's always been one of my top three quarterbacks in the league. So I respect Russell Wilson, hundred percent. Yeah, no doubts. But yeah, let's we'll get back into the wrestling side of things. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Triple H, my favorite moment. I'm gonna say, probably one of his heel moments. Honestly, my one of my favorite is when he turned on Randy Orton. That and that was one that was one of my favorite moments that he's ever done. But. As far as his health goes, oh man, I don't know. It's hard to talk about that because him having uh, three girls and the situation it, it sucks. But I always respected him as one of my top three wrestlers of all time because it doesn't know it, it didn't matter what that man did. He always made you hate him, and he was the best at it. I, there, I don't. There's no way says no one compares to Triple H when it came to hate be, having being hated. It was Triple H. Him and Edge are my top two all of all time. But Triple H, it doesn't matter for what twenty years, he was a heel, and he always found a way to make you hate him, no matter what it was. And I just enjoyed that more than anything. But yeah, it sucks. Uh, prayers go out to him and his family. I hope he can. I don't know. I hope he can get through that situation with no issues. But yeah, it sucks. Because me being a father myself, I know how that feels. Being scared to something happens and you, you're not being there for your kids no more, it sucks. And, yeah, it's a bad situation. I just don't like seeing him go through. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you uh, there. Um, I can't pick a, a moment uh, with Triple H because with bad or good, heel or face, because everything he did, either when he was a face you loved him when he was DX. You loved him. The shit that the goofy shit him and Sean would do, or him and Road Dog and the Outlaws would do, or when he was a heel. We fuck. He did his job, and he did his job so good that we either hated him or we really loved him. And there was no, in, there was no in between. It's it's like he's not Goldberg because we there's moments that we can really love Goldberg, and there's moments that we really hate Goldberg. But there's a lot of moments in between where we're like. He's not so bad, or he's not that great. Triple H, opposite. I fucking hate him, 
or I really fucking love him. Mm-hmm. And so it's there's so many memories that you can say that that he has done invading WCW, drugging Stephanie, Mc, drugging uh, Stephanie McMahon and, and making her uh, marry him. Mm-hmm. I mean, just everything that that man has done for this business puts him at the all time greatest. And it's not it's not even a top three. He might be the number one greatest wrestler because of everything that he's done between all the factions and all the singles uh, success that he's had. I just, there's so many. If I have to pick one, oh, that's a hard one. I, I still love the, the the shenanigans him and DX put together uh, with Vince McMahon that their second their second run together with him and Sean. The whole I love cough, the taking over the taking over the uh, equipment bus. That was probably one of my favorite segments of of Triple H's. So, like, you guys both bring up solid points, like, as, like, as a dad, uh, it's just, it's scary to think, like, you have, like, this heart problem where you're not sure what's going on, but you're losing, like, output of the heart, like, almost every hour on beat, right? So, like, he was talking about, like, on one time, like, his heart was only putting out, like, 55, like, like, a pressure out was, like, 55, and then, like, next time they checked him, it was, like, 33, and then he checked him again, it was, like, 22, it was down to, like, 12 at one point. Like, just loot, like, they couldn't figure out what was going on. So to, like, you know, finally figure it out and kind of help him and get him the surgery he needed was, like, massive. But obviously, it was at the expense of, like, his career, which, let's be real, like, we're all going to choose life over a career. It's just going to be those things. So, you know, like, it it's scary because you don't know what's going on. At first, you think, like, you just have, like, this light kind of cold and you can't figure it out. But just then as the doctors run more studies, you start figuring it out. And, like, that's – it's crazy. So, you know, my, my heart goes out to trip like to Hunter, you know, I just wish nothing but the best for you and your family and on your, your next career moves. I know like you're still doing things behind the scenes, but I'm just saying like, Hey, like, you know, from one dad to another man, I'm just glad you got your stuff like handled. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what you do in the future. For me, I'm not even going to fake the funk, man. February, uh, 21st, 20, uh, 2011, uh, this was actually the day that the Undertaker came back as uh, the last outlaw. And, uh, ah, I was cooked. So I'll never forget this moment because I was in Hawaii in the Air Force, right? And I was cooking, right? And as I'm cooking, I hear the chains rattle, right? And I was like, oh, it's Undertaker. So I like, run out to go see. And I remember running around my kitchen. Like watching the TV, I was like, "Oh, that's cool." It's Undertaker. You know, he'll probably cut some kind of promo and just say something really kind of like elaborate and just like call somebody out, right? So I'm like, "All right." So I just walk back to the kitchen, and as I walk back to the kitchen, I hear, "Doom! It's time to play the game." And I was like, "What the?" Fuck? And I remember running back around to the living room, um, and my wife was mad because she was pregnant with our daughter at the time, and. uh yeah, I think I burnt the food too because like I was just so locked into seeing Triple H and Undertaker just staring at each other. No one said anything, not a single word. They just looked at each other. They both looked at the WrestleMania sign. They would look back at each other. And I remember Undertaker was just like, Ugh. and Hunter was like, suck it. Mm. And like, then the promo ends. That's it. That's all you saw. No words were said, but I remember like the goosebumps just like, forming like over my body like as i'm watching these two behemoths like get ready to make a clash at wrestlemania and it was a no holds bar match it was so much fun to watch uh that you know that wrestlemania but more importantly just that 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 20 to 30 seconds of or that i'm sorry it was like three minutes just those two not saying anything in a crowd just so electric for the these two guys returning was just to me it was just so massive and uh i'll never forget that moment because one, it also came after this, my favorite greatest moment of WrestleMania, uh, just in WWE history, with The Rock returning to uh, be the guest host of WrestleMania that same year. So it was cool to see, and that's like my favorite moment of like Hunter, like post that, obviously the stuff that he did with DX, and I'm not, I'm not even talking about the, the first generation with like Sean, I'm talking about like that second generation with like X-Pac and you know, the New Age Outlaws where they went to WCW and were, like, knocking at the door in a tank. Oh. <laughs> Yo, the stuff that they did, I was like, these are, like, my favorites. Loved everything with Evolution. So I think that was very important. I loved when uh, Legacy, 
like had their faction running. And then, you know, obviously you had Shane, Vince, and you had uh, Hunter all come back to fight. Like there's just so much cool stuff that you could talk about and the impact that uh, Hunter had like on just wrestling itself. NXT, black and gold, like the massive matches that we were getting because of what, how he was producing NXT. So like this man was like, Hey, uh, I don't want to borrow anybody else's like catchphrase, but he was the certified G and uh, he tore the roof down (laughs) every time, man. So I was definitely hyped or, you know, how about when Rob Van Dam did the frog splash off the elimination chamber and landed on his throat and Hunter continued the match. (laughs) So toughness on this man's level is on another part, man. Guy comes back from two torn quads to wrestle like it's just everything that this man has done it's just been electric and i just sorry rock but it is what it is <laughs> so i'm pretty sure if the rock watching he wouldn't even care about what he said man he wouldn't even care <laughs> no <laughs> he would say the same thing and then you but know yeah. you also got to talk about the stuff he did with the click like i mean he's just just mm-hmm. hunter in itself man like he talk about like one of the guys like probably one of the most underrated performers of like our like generation because like you know like Hunter Hearst you know Helmsley like start off it wasn't really catching fire um and then you know as he's shortening it down to Hunter right and just takes off with DX and him and Sean doing their thing and then just Triple H becomes like the game and just things just start kind of falling into place for him it was just this man's had like a career that's just you you would well, almost say he he wrestling has evolution because of him. Yeah, I'll, I'm not even that. If you want, if you want my honest opinion, I feel like WWE got saved because of the stuff he did in the back too, like with NXT and having some kind of production in the back. I feel like some at one point he did save WWE at one point too. He made WWE more interesting when he did NXT. He made it more fun and more entertaining. Because I'm not going to lie, there was a point I was watching NXT more than all of SmackDown. NXT was just that show for a while. And he is, and he is the main reason for that. And I, you can't hate the man that he, he knows what he's doing. He's good at what he does. Well, there was a point in time where, like, the takeovers were getting so much more popular than the actual pay-per-views that they were trying to run. And, like, mm-hmm. I remember, I think there was, like, a topic, there was a discussion at one time where people in the back, like, in the main roster were upset that they weren't having as good of matches as the guys on NXT were having. Yeah. And that's why so many people were, like, talking about wanting to come back to NXT, whether you were, like, Dolph Ziggler or The Miz, John Morrison, uh, whether you were KO, you know, Sami Zayn, all those guys all wanted to come back to, to NXT and they wanted to wrestle because they are like, dude, like, these guys are tearing down the roof every single night and every single takeover, they're just obliterating the competition. Like, I think, right, that, and I, this might be, like, the boldest statement I might say on this podcast, and a lot of people are going to hate me for it, and that's fine with me. I don't really care. But NXT Black and Gold's takeovers at its peak were better than what any AEW pay-per-view is. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, you yeah you 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 can throw the finger up those food up if you want to but yes hands down I totally agree with you. The the six matches that we got from NXT Black and Gold every takeover, I felt like were just twenty minutes of just a bomb fest. But they are always produced so well. Where in in, in AEW and I don't want to I don't want to knock AEW any AEW pay per views because they're all really good. But the problem is is that sometimes you have one or two matches that just kind of drag, and it wasn't like that with Black and Gold. Hmm. I actually had a privilege of watching one NXT uh, takeover. It was in Brooklyn. It was a uh, uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black versus the War Raiders. Uh, Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. And I think John Gargano versus Adam Cole in a two out of three falls match. Every single match was a five star. There was so much, I, and I went to Raw the the Raw after Mania that week uh, weekend too. I had more energy from NXT than I had from that Raw and probably that WrestleMania too. The biggest moment in that WrestleMania was Kofi when he won the title. I I didn't feel none of that energy until I was at NXT Takeover. Hundred percent. Right. Go on, Lou. I know you want to say something. 
<laughs> There's a reason why you you unmuted yourself. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna take this to everybody's favorite segment that's here on the Three Count Podcast. It is the Red Dogs Power Rankings. I'm not gonna do like Chaz does. Dun, 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 dun. Danger zone. Danger zone. I got you, Chaz. That's as far as it goes, though. <laughs> oh, ridiculous. All right. So I did get my honorable mention match right. We did talk about Gunther versus uh, Duke Hudson uh, on NAC 2.0. Uh, Rick, you brought up a great point about the, the eight-man tag match. I will be honest, man. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of multi-man matches. And the reason why is because I do like watching matches that make me, like, get involved, like, get interested in – like matches and usually it's usually a tag match or a singles match, but I did enjoy that that eight man tag match as well. Um, but it is not on this list. So let us talk about the matches that start us off. At number 10, we're gonna talk about Tasha Steels versus Mickey James. This was a street fight on impact. It starts us off at number 10. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but I would really suggest you guys do. Uh number nine, Shinsuke Nakamura. Versus Jimmy Uso on SmackDown. This definitely belongs on the list because this just is a fire match. I love seeing both these guys work, by the way. Let's get into number eight. This was uh, also coming from Impact. We have Mike Bailey versus Laredo Kid versus Willie Mack. So, guys, uh, Twitch, Twitch, if you guys want to go watch Impact, uh, it's you, know, you got to go back and check that out, that match out. Let's move into number seven. It was Solo Sokoa versus Roderick Strong on NXT 2.0. It's fire. So we're going to move into number six. It was good to see this man come back, but it was bad because of the circumstances on why he came back. Xavier Woods versus Ridge Holland uh, on SmackDown. I love seeing Xavier Woods back. So glad he's back from injury as well. Uh, number five. This is the benchmark match, and I feel like a lot of people are going to get pissed when I say this. Uh, AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins on Raw. Like, this match was so good, but it is number five because the other matches that I put on here were a lot more electric, and I'm not even going to front. I'm not even going to lie when I say this, right? So we're going to move into number four. It was Sasha Banks versus Rhea Ripley versus Queen Zelina Vega on SmackDown. Much, much love for that match. We're going to jump into number three. This is the one match that I know no one else saw because unless you were there last night physically to watch this match, it was Camille versus Allie Catch at 1CW. Uh, Camille, being the NWA Women's Champion, uh, took on Allie Catch. Uh, The match was so good. So good. That was the electricity that you could feel in the crowd that night was amazing. So let's go into number two. It was Ricky Starks versus Swerve Scott on Rampage. Uh, the, the, you know, to be there live, I can only imagine that it would be so much awesome. And I think that this match was very, very needed to be seen by fans. So I definitely have to put that out there. Uh, last but not least, the my number one match for... This week, it's going to be CM Punk versus Dash Harwood on Dynamite. So, yeah. So, if you guys didn't check out that match, it was a fun match. It was really good on Dynamite. Uh, and it is just two guys who work, who can put over, get a crowd to, uh, can do everything. So, you know, let's go. Uh, so, that is our, that is the power rankings for this week. Uh, Lou, I know you have something you want to talk about. I do, I do. So, uh, I'm using this platform like I normally do when something happens in our life. And I'm not going to talk about what happened this week with my kid, but for the first time I've actually been on this podcast, I've been able to feel comfortable enough to talk about this. Um, February 4th, 2022, we lost a great man named David Boyles. He was a father slash brother to me, my one of my best friends, Dominic, his, his father, father passed, passed away, away all of suddenly. And I wanted to take today to finally be able to give him a shout out and say that we miss you. Uh, 
your son's in good hands, your family's in good hands, you know that we and my wife got you. My kids lost a grandpa and I couldn't imagine life without you like we're doing now. But we miss you, Dave, and thank you for everything that you've ever done for us. Big shouts. Uh, so, Rick, let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me. You can mainly you can mainly find me on TikTok, and that's what I'm known for. Return Mac King. Uh, it's at biracial underscore Rick. You want to see funny pickup lines or comedy? I'm the man to come see on TikTok. So if you drop me a follow at biracial underscore Rick, and come enjoy the fun. Hell yeah. Uh, that's what your boy does. He just like hops in and just be, y'all be laughing and stuff, like seeing all your content. Like, I do put it out there. Oh, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. So, you guys know what that means. And uh, you know what? I know Chaz has his way of doing this, but we're going to do this like we do this on Now Ancient Rain. But first, before we end this off, guys, make sure to go follow us on all of our socials. You see it right there on Twitter at three uh, at three count underscore pod on IG at three count pod on TikTok at three count pod. And then make sure you guys hop on prowrestlingtees.com forward slash three count pod and follow us, you know, and buy our merch, right? The T-shirts. Right, they're there. There's also another one up there. Actually, Lou's wearing his. Um, and then, you know, one other thing that you guys need to do, it's like every good wrestling match. You got to take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast Debate Show. And I've been your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But more importantly, we will see you next time. So either tune in or, you know, be there or what Chad says, be somewhere else. <laughs> Peace.